Uh, we're going to be in Psalm 146 eventually, uh, but we want to talk about a couple of things before we get there. Um, how many of you have seen? How, how many of you have seen the the Lego Movie? Uh, just give me a show of hands. I didn't think it would be very many people. It's okay. We're, we're going to be okay. We're going to get through this. Uh, 2014, the movie came out. My family just watched it a couple of weeks ago. We've just kind of decided you know, we're just going to be like six to eight years behind the, uh, behind the popular movie trend, right? So Lego movie, um, uh, it's essentially this movie where these Lego characters are just animated, right? And so it's this animated world of Legos. And how do I explain this? So, so there's basically two types of people uh, two, two groups of people in the Lego movie world. Um, there are um, the, the type of Legos, everybody's building something in Lego world movie, and uh, everybody's building something, and there's one group of people that they follow the instructions. So you know how Legos come with instructions? Yeah? So this group of people, they follow the instructions to the T, right? These people follow the rules, they do what they're supposed to do, when they're supposed to do it, how they're supposed to do it, because that's the rules, right? That's group number one. Everybody tracking with that? Okay, the other group of people is this group of people called the master builders. Master builders are super cool, right? Because master builders can, can basically, um, they, they have the ability to like build anything uh, out, of, out of bricks without using any instructions at all. Uh, so a couple of examples of that, right? One of the characters named Lucy, she's the one like wearing uh, black over here. And, uh, and, and so Lucy, uh, in one scene in the movie, she's, she's able to, to take apart, you know, parts of buildings and parts of the street, and she builds this, this motorcycle. No instructions, she's just is flying around the room and she builds it super fast because her and uh, her friend are in trouble. And so she needs to build a motorcycle so they can uh, drive away quickly from the trouble. Okay. Um, second uh, uh, example of this is, is actually the guy right in the middle, Emmett. Emmett uh, finds random Lego bricks, and he builds this double-decker couch, of all things. And, uh, and this double-decker couch, you can hide inside of it, and it becomes immensely helpful because they hide inside of this double-decker couch, and it floats on the sea, uh, which is really helpful when their boat gets destroyed. Okay, so master builders are super helpful and super cool. Right? They're very creative. They just create things for the enjoyment of creating them. Uh, they create things uh, to be helpful, and people around them uh, get to enjoy the fruits of their labor. Now, there's this uh, kind of underlying message in the, uh, in the Lego movie, uh, maybe two underlying messages in the, in, in the Lego movie, and, and please don't hear this wrong, we love the Lego movie, but, but there's kind of this like, underlying message in the Lego movie that you should be a master builder. Right? Because they're so cool, and they're so helpful, and uh, you don't want to be one of those boring people that follow the instructions and follow all the rules. You want to be creative, and you just want to build stuff to help people. So there's kind of an underlying message that you can or should be a master builder. And in the movie, there's lots of master builders. There's one really cool scene where like, they're in this arena, and there's a ton of master builders. Like Abraham Lincoln is the, the Lego character, right? Abraham Lincoln, he's like a master builder. Superman's a master builder, right? So you see all these master builders. So two subtle messages um, in the Lego movie, right? You can, you should be a master builder. And there's lots of master builders. Here's the problem. When you try to be a master builder, guess what? It doesn't always work. It often leads to frustration. It often leads to selfishness. It often leads uh, to a sense of disappointment or defeat. Okay, let me share a, a little bit of a story. This is kind of one of these like uh, sort of embarrassing, humbling stories that I'm going to share. 
Um, the date is January 8th, right, which is a Saturday, uh, just, just this past, uh, you know, just this month. January 8th, we had just gotten back uh, from a two-week road trip, uh, and, and the last leg of that two-week road trip was Legoland. And so um, January 8th, uh, Saturday night, uh, one of my boys started to feel sick. And uh, we started getting a little bit nervous because the symptoms were uh, looking like COVID symptoms. And so Sunday morning, January 9th, we uh, tested two of our boys and um, we got two positive tests back. And so uh, January 9th, right, uh, we had two positive tests in, in my house. And, uh, and, and here's the, the thing, right? My reaction was, oh, great, right? All the plans that I had for sabbatical are now just trashed, ruined, right? Um, I, I just thought, uh, okay, I'm going to be stuck in the house with these people for two weeks. <laughs> what in the world am I going to do, right, with sick people for two weeks? Um, I, I, I was, I was uh, concerned because I had a trip to Angel's Camp where it was supposed to be just me and Jesus time, and then the family was going to come, and we were going to have some adventure, and I was just seeing like that trip uh, just going by the wayside. Um, I, I was supposed to take one day, uh, you know, kind of little fun trips with each boy one-on-one -on -one time all around the Bay Area. I saw those going by the wayside, and so my, my, my reaction was entirely selfish, just being honest. Right? I just had like that, that selfish kind of pain and frustration and anger rise up in my heart that the plans that I had made and built suddenly got ruined. Anybody ever had an experience like that? Oh, praise the Lord, I'm not alone. But here's a more subtle uh, expression of this uh, same kind of thing. Um, uh, maybe you're the cook in your house and you prepared a meal, uh, you, you made the, the preparations for a meal and then you made, you built a meal and you plop that meal down on the table and what's the first thing that somebody in the house says? I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that. And all of a sudden you have that selfish sense of like defeat and frustration and anger in your heart. Don't you? I spent time making this meal. Um, we've all been there, right, where we've tried to be the master builder and we made this plan and then we built something and, and, and then the plans got ruined, uh, the plans got destroyed, the plans got trashed, so to speak. And then we've all experienced that, 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 that selfish pain, that selfish frustration, uh, that selfish anger that comes in that moment. So one thing that we have to know when we are thinking about this subtle message that you should be and can be a master builder, and that there's lots of master builders, is that first of all, it doesn't work for you to be a master builder. The second thing uh, that we have to just kind of shove in our face is that quite frankly, trying to be a master builder, we would probably say is sinful. It's not God-pleasing. It's not biblical. Right? Um, uh, because the reality is, and this is the truth that we're just going to circle around today, right, is that there's only one master builder. And guess what? It's not you. Go ahead and just say, I'm not the master builder. Good. Now look at the person next to you, and you can say this with a little bit of attitude and say, You ain't the master builder either. That's right. And that's important to say because, look, sometimes we try to be our own master builders, right? And we make a plan and we build stuff. And then other times we kind of look at the person next to us and we want them to be the master builder. We want them to fix our problems. We want them to help us. And the reality is I'm not the master builder and you ain't the master builder either. 
there's only one master builder. Psalm 146, verse 6, the God of Jacob, the Lord, made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them. Here's another one, Acts chapter 4, verse 24. When the believers heard this, they prayed, Sovereign Lord, you made heaven and earth and the sea and everything in them. Colossians chapter 1, verse 16. By him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. Genesis 1, chapter 1, uh, chapter one verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. There's only one master builder. See, we have just got to reclaim this truth for our lives. If we reclaim this truth, this gospel good news truth, it will help us in those moments when we made something and built something and then those plans get ruined. If we reclaim that truth, that God is the master builder, it will reframe how we live and how we function in that moment. Uh, let's just dive into Psalm 146 a little bit more deeply. Um, Psalm 146 verse six, um, uh, the God of Jacob, the Lord, made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them. Uh, verse 6, right, uh, he says made. Uh, that the word there is asa. You don't have to take notes on that. I'm just trying to show off, right? The word is asa. That's a very general word. It's a broad word. It just means um, to make something or do something like in general. Um, what we want to think about is how did he make everything, right? How did he make the earth and the heaven and the sea and all that is in them. And this is fascinating, right? Because we would say that, that the way that he makes it is he makes something out of nothing, which I know is like impossible and it's like mind boggling, but this is why he's God, right? Because he can make something out of nothing, which is immensely helpful, right? Because when we're sort of feeling like we have nothing on our plate, well, guess what? We have a God who can make something out of nothing. It's immensely helpful to, to reclaim this truth. Um, Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. This is super cool. If I can get there. Hold on. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. Right, this is so beautiful. God creates something out of nothing with the power of his word, with the power of his voice. He speaks and it comes into being. Um, he speaks and things happen just as he says it should. He creates with the power of his word. Uh, back to Psalm 146, right? Uh, God made heaven and the earth and the sea and all that is in them. And then, and then what we get is this second truth in, in Psalm 146 that God is good. Right, so we get two incredible truths. God is the master builder, and second one, God is good. We just get this list, right, this bullet point list of all the things that make God good. Right, look at this list. Uh, it starts in verse 6. He keeps faith forever. That just means that God is faithful. So he doesn't waver. He's not flaky. He's not, uh, he is incredibly dependable, right? He's faithful. Um, uh, uh, he executes justice for the oppressed. He gives food to the hungry. Um, he sets the prisoners free, right? He opens the eyes of the blind. Uh, the Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. He doesn't leave them in a humble, humiliated position. He, he lifts them up. 
Um, the Lord watches over the sojourners, right? The sojourner is like a wanderer, somebody who feels like they don't fit in and don't have a place. The Lord watches over them. He upholds the widow and the fatherless, right? Upholds those who, who cannot provide for themselves. Um, so, so we get these two truths, right, in Psalm 146, that God is good and that God is the master builder. And then the first four verses tell us what we should do because God is good and because God is the master builder. Two things, we praise and we trust. Right? Praise the Lord, right off the top, right? The, the author of this psalm just jumps right in and what he's doing is he's inviting all of you all, all of y'all, all of us to praise the Lord, right? It's an invitation, an open-ended invitation for all people to praise the Lord. Why? Because God is the master builder and because God is good. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. He's made a lifelong commitment to praise the Lord regardless of the circumstance, regardless of his plans that got ruined or got trashed. He's going to praise the Lord because God's the master builder and because God is good. Um, and then verses three and four, this is the trust part, right? Put not your trust in princes and a son of man in whom there is no salvation. When his breath departs, he returns to the earth. On that very day, his plans perish. We don't trust in the plans of anyone or anything else, right? It's not about my plan. It's not about your plan. It's about his plan, about the master builder's plan. Folks, I honestly believe that if I, if I had reclaimed this truth on the morning of January 9th, I would have responded way different. I would have lived in that moment in a way different way. Uh, first of all, I probably would have uh, expressed some kind of care for my son Noah, who's lying on the floor shivering because he feels feverish. I didn't express any care that I can remember. <laughs> He'll tell me later, I'm sure. Um, if I had reclaimed this truth that God alone is the master builder and that God is good, I probably would have said a prayer like, like, like uh, hey, God, how do you want me to use this time? <laughs> right? I'm going to be here for two weeks with my family. How do you want me to use this time that you have just created and just given to me? I probably would have prayed something like, hey, what I built is not what you are building but God, I trust that you are good, and so I'm excited. I'm excited to see what you are building out of this moment. Um, I probably would have prayed something like, hey, hey God, I, I don't know if this is from you, but I know that you are good, and so you can build something good out of it. I, I didn't pray any of those prayers <laughs> because I didn't reclaim this truth that God and God alone is the master builder and that he is oh so good. So, so can I just suggest two things to you? Here's the two things that I would suggest, right? First of all, you wanna reject the lie. You wanna just wanna reject the lie in the moment that you are the master builder. I know it's so tempting, and this is not like, hey, don't ever build anything ever. We're actually gonna talk in the next couple of weeks about what we should build and why we should be building things. But, but, but especially in those moments, right, where, where we had planned something and made something and then those plans got ruined, man, we just want to reject the lie. I am not the master builder, right? Maybe even just say it out loud, super simple. Second thing that I would encourage you to do is to just embrace and proclaim this truth. God, you are God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. Guys, we say it almost every week, right? 
I mean, we say it so often, and so often we just kind of blow right past it. We don't even think about it. But the words are right there in our hearts. The words are right there in our minds, and we can reject the lie, and we can embrace and proclaim the truth, and it will help us to live differently in that moment. So just see this, right? The master builder is super cool, right? He's super awesome, and he's always able to help us. And so the words of Psalm 146 become our words. Praise the Lord. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Um, Heavenly Father, we thank you for being God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. You've, you've made, you've created all things. Uh, you've made, you've created us. Um, uh, in your eyes, we are good. We are good creation. Um, there's so many just incredible things that happen when we live in the truth that you and you alone are the master builder. And we ask that, uh, that you would help us to, to reject the lie and to live in the gospel good news truth, that you are so good and that you're able to create something out of nothing and that you and you alone are the master builder. And so today we lift our eyes to you and we say with the writer, praise the Lord. Amen.